Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to Shaq. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. Everything's going to go. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. I'm joined again, once again, by my mate, uh, Cal. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing pretty well. We know it's a fantasy time of the year, so it's a good time to uh, have a look at some uh, potential busts or sleepers. How are yeah. you feeling? I'm doing well, man. I have noticed, though, recently, the last few podcasts, we've had two absent members, uh, both Jermaine and Michael, who I'm sure are listening along to this podcast right now, and uh, <laughs> maybe who don't want to divulge their, their fantasy picks, as we, we've got our draft coming up this weekend. So I'm, I'm glad you and I are giving the people what they want, and, and we're putting aside our own our own personal gain for the good of the community. So... Um, That's it, and I, I think that um, a lot of the guys in our draft do need all the help they can get. Um, speaking from a, a three-time champion of the of the league, I'll uh, I'll try three, to share some wisdom. Three-time, oh, for the listeners, the listeners don't know that that's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so as you said at the top, mate, we're, we're talking busts and sleepers, which is really the, the bread and butter when it comes to winning fantasy drafts. You know, we, we've talked in the past about your top 12s and, and things like that, first round picks. That's all well and good, but it's hard to really go wrong with those top guys. You know, they're all good players. We know who they are. It's, it's this kind of area and this type of stuff that really changes uh, fantasy drafts and and gets you in a good position to start the, the year well. Of course, then you've got free agency, and then, and then you've got to hit the waiver wires, trades, but um, nailing the draft in this, this area is really what's going to set you up to, to kill it in fantasy. That's it. That's it. it is, um, it's one of those things, because sometimes if you get a pick, say, in those mid-rounds, and there's six, seven, eight, who ends up producing kind of second-round value, it's something like yeah. that, really, that, that does push you up to a, a championship kind of pedigree. Yeah. Um, the same point, and obviously, if... You get someone, you go for a bit of a reach and they don't pay off. Um, that can really cost you as well, depending on where you get them. But if you, if you end up wasting a second or a third round pick, a first obviously is pretty, um, you're pretty much gone on the comp if you, you ruin your first pick. But yeah. a second or third, you're not looking great and you're not feeling confident. Yeah, 100%. So um, hopefully we can help you pick some winners here and um, you can do well in your fantasy league. Before we do that, um, a bit of news from the uh, the Ball Boys Fantasy Draft, which is happening this Sunday. Uh, we've all been very busy with a quick turnaround. We've just had our our rank, uh, our draft order drop, which is, um, and we're doing it a bit differently this year. So um, the way it works is we've had our order drop, and from that order, whoever was got pick one actually has the choice of choosing. Uh, what draft position they want to they want to start from? So um, our friend Chris got pick one, so he's going to come back to us and let us know w- which part of the the draft he wants. So he could pick pick four, pick three. He could start at pick ten if he wanted to. It's it's up to him. Um, and then the rest of us will will pick ours after those um, and pick from what's left. So I'll throw it over to you, Callum. Now you didn't fare so well. You, you got the the eighth selection. <laughs> so back back a little bit, but. Um, if you were to put yourself in Chris's shoes, where would you want to draft, really, um, in the first round? 
if, if you had the selection of, of all 12. Uh, well, let's use our let's use our example because we're a 10-team league. So out of the top 10, where, where would you want to draft? I'd, um, I'd probably home in on either the fourth or the, or the fifth pick. Okay. Um, my preference might be the fourth. Um, at, at that spot, I think you have to consider the whole draft as well because at that spot... You're never really going to be rushed either. You're always right in the middle. You have time to make your pick and have a few selections. And also, yep. with that first-round draft pick, I feel like you've got a core, like, a great starting point. You could slip to get... Maybe you could get Anthony Davis. Maybe he'll fall. You could get mm. Luka Dantich. You could get Steph Curry. Um, you get a really valuable, reliable first-round pick um, on top of being in a great position for the second round. And it's, it's just like when you're in that middle range... I do think it's a pretty big advantage um, mm. just because sometimes if you're at the, the say you're the first pick or you're the last pick it can be advantageous to have back-to-back picks but th- then you're waiting for so long yeah so you and you sort of got sometimes you have to feel like you have to reach for someone else because you're gonna not going to get them later on it, it, it can get a bit annoying um, so if you're talking to that middle round I think things can fall to you a lot better and you can kind of um, just control the draft um, a lot more what, um, yeah, that- what, what would you think uh, yeah, look, just to, just before I give you my pick, I, I, I agree with your points. It's like that reaching factor comes into play, especially if you're in a very competitive league um, where like you know that like one of your sleeper picks is not going to come back to you because the guys, you know, you've got 20 or 24 picks before you pick next. So you've got to, you're forced to reach spots where you miss out on a bit of value to get your guy. Um, personally, I think for me this year, I like pick three. Um just because I think there's a clear drop off in terms of my confidence after the top, my top three players, um, there's a few things that I, I don't like. But in saying that, anything, anything up until pick, I don't like pick eight. So if I had anything in the top seven, or I would have uh, pick nine or ten. But I think in terms of the worst selection, I think pick eight might be the the worst one. I think at that point, you're just stuck with Jokic. I think he's just pick eight. Um, someone might disagree with me, but personally, I just I don't love that selection. It means you also have to wait on the way back and you might miss out on someone like a LeBron, uh, Kawhi, or Kevin Durant who gets selected before then. So I don't know. I, I don't love that spot. But it, to be honest, in this year with, with a lot of... It, it's a bit of a flatter draft. I don't think there's a clear number one. So maybe even pick one might not be the best option because you've got to wait so long for someone to come back. I feel like it's a flatter draft this year compared to compared to other years. Yeah. I'd say I think there's, there's a pretty strong top eight as well. Yeah. So as you said, Jokic could fall to you at eight if, if you're in that position. Um, but you could, you know, tactically do a few kind of mock drafts before and, and try and base the team around, around Jokic. In terms yeah. of first round picks, he puts up the least amount of points. So instantly yeah. you could think, hey, I'm going to dedicate, let's punt points and, and do something like that. So it could work out for you, um, but it's you, you might be a bit stuck, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I think I just don't, I don't like building around someone like Jokic. I, I feel like he's difficult to build around, but he is, he's still a good player. And, and we, we talked about previously that he finishes really strong to end the season, but can sometimes be a frustrating player to own, as you would know, Cal, from having him oh, last year. Yeah, look, I had him last year. That's right. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to move on to our sleepers first. So these are the players. Now, we call them, we're calling them sleepers loosely, really. It's more uh, undervalued players. So we're going off some of the ranks. Particularly, we're going to focus on Yahoo, which is where we play over. But um, 
you can sort of apply this if you're playing on ESPN or another site um, and just learn where we think these players are, are ranked, um, but more where the players are undervalued. They're not, we're not talking like late sleepers, which will be another video, um, but players who we think are going uh, too late compared to um, where they should be going. So I might throw it over to you first, Cal. Um, give us your first sleeper pick. First sleeper. I'll say um, I will mention that we are going off the Yahoo yeah. fantasy. Um, yeah. So based on that, I think the number 31 pick, Jamal Murray, is my first sleeper. Ooh, okay. Um, I think at 31, that's essentially a third round pick. Mm-hmm. And I think from what I saw in the playoffs, and that's what I'm building off because he was an absolute yeah. baller. Um, if he can maintain that, he could easily be first round value. Um, really? You round, reckon he could go that that big? Potentially. Like, in, in, in a third round pick, he, he's a pretty good week-to-week guy as well because he just explodes. So he can mm. just, like, win your week so easily. And, um, and, and that's always the league. We play the head-to-head week um, combination. So I think... When he goes off like that, he can just win you something hands down. He can put up similar things to like a Steph Curry, like he was in the playoffs. Um, he's obviously not going to play as many minutes, but the one thing, the one knock against him has always been consistency. Yeah. And I feel like he did prove that a bit now. And it, he's going to get the minutes. He's going to be the number one scoring option. Um, yeah. But there's no reason why he can't average. I mean, he only put up like 18 points a game last season. Uh, I'll read out his stats. He was like number 31. Um, forecasted. He only put up 18.5, 4, and 4. Um, yeah. Only 1.93s as well, which is pretty surprising. So I, I yeah. see all of those stats jumping up a fair bit. And then, and I, I see him definitely being second-round value, personally. So if you can get them in the third round, um, I, I think you've done pretty damn amazing. Well, look, we've started off we've started off pretty hot here. I'm actually... Uh, I'm going to disagree with you there, I think, Cal. Um, <laughs> I, look, I don't, I don't hate him going in the early rounds but I don't know if it's enough for me to call him a sleeper I feel like you you briefly touched on it he averaged went in the playoffs he was playing let me just look at it up here um his minutes per game he was playing just an absurd amount of minutes in the playoffs hold on let me just quickly find it here I'll say he was playing 32 minutes in the regular season which is still pretty good yeah, but he played nearly he played nearly forty minutes a game in the playoffs. Like he's not replicating that again, um, and and that's a big thing that that swings it. And his field goal percentage was absolutely crazy. I mean, maybe I, I definitely see him taking a step forward, but I just think in a nineteen game sample size, look, it's still a decent sample size. Um, but he was just going absolutely crazy. I just How much was I don't he tell me. How much did he put up? Uh, Twenty six like and a half points. Uh, Twenty six and a half. You know, like it's it's good, but. I don't know. He's he's hitting three three point threes a game. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like he's going to be very hyped, and for that reason, I don't know. At, at, he's ranked thirty one, but he could even go higher than that. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think it's enough for myself to call him a sleeper, but I do think he will improve on last year's numbers. Obviously, um, that's why we have these debates. This is good. Everyone's yeah. obviously got their own opinion to some degree. Um, Look, he was. He was the 57th ranked player last year. Um, so, obviously, I think he's going to do better than that. So, And Yahoo does as well. They've got him at 31. So, I, I like him around that mark in the 30s. Um, I think he, he'll be a good player there. Um, he obviously doesn't get as many assists as some of the other point guards because Jokic is on their team. Um, so, that might be a, a draw card. And not many steals either, uh, just around one a game. So, I think those limit his ceiling on a fantasy point of view. His points, his threes, perhaps field goal percentage should all rise. Uh, but whether it's an, those other things, I think, will be the difference. 
it depends what you're going for as well. He, he, he's actually a really good fit for say a punt assist build for that reason. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's a good because if, if you want to if you want to get someone in that point guard slot, lock that away and then just focus on your big guys after that. that that's a good player to just throw in there. Um, okay, cool. Well, a controversial one to start. Um, I'm going to throw my my first sleeper um, out there, and it's Andre Drummond. Now, Andre Drummond, yeah, okay. So, Andre Drummond on, on Yahoo is at, at rank 48. 48. Now, look, the man can't shoot free throws. We know that. <laughs> but even with his free throw percentage being what it is, um, last year he was ranked 28. Even If you don't even punt the, t- the free throws, he was ranked 28. Um, do we think he's dropping 20 spots in value because he's in Cleveland? Um, I don't think so. Like, who have Cleveland got on their team that's taken the stats? I know Kevin Love's there, but he's old. Um, I don't really see his stats really changing too much compared to last year. Maybe they don't use him as much because they're trying to develop a bit the bit of the youth, so maybe his points go down. Um, perhaps he gets fewer assists, but his rebounds will be there. He's uh, He gets a lot of steals and blocks, even though he's a bad defender. I still think he'll keep doing that. Um, so... Yeah, I don't see. Shots too, man. That's, that's, he's, he shot fifty three percent from the field off pretty much fourteen field goals. Um, yep. So he'll get his shots. That carries that. He only really hurts you in um, the three throws. The threes aren't great either. Obviously, um, he doesn't shoot threes. Yeah. And, and the turnovers are a bit average as well. But I mean, the counting stats on those def- on the defensive side, like one point nine steals from a center, is huge. One point six blocks from a center is pretty damn good. Um, uh, that's super solid. 15 rebounds. He's led the league in rebounding like four years. Yeah, right? 100%. And I don't see that dropping huge uh, anytime soon. Look, if I, if I just go, I'm on Basketball Monster right now. This is where we get, a lot of people are asking where we get these rankings from. Basketball Monster is the site. I'm just turning, punting Fury throw percentage on. And, and guess what number he came out? This is based on last year's numbers. He was the fifth ranked player in a punt, to, a punt free throw build last year. Um, so just absolutely monstrous. Um, and I, I don't really see too much changing in Cleveland. Um, yeah, the only risk, contract year. Contract yeah. Year the, the only risk is that he gets traded to a better team, and maybe he has less of a role. Uh, and potentially, I think maybe his days as a starting center may be coming to a, a close soon. So that is your only risk. Um, but I don't really see that happening. Do you? I don't see it happening. He, he earns a lot of money, so for him to be yeah. in a deal. The Cavs will be taking on a big contract as well. It, it, yeah, it's very hard to make the money work. So I think he's going to stay yeah. where he is, contract year, and move on after the season. Yeah, um, my advice also is is if you're in a in a league where you know which teams are punting free throws. So if you know that the guy, uh, say you're on the turn, if the guy after you is is punting free throws and Andre Drummond's still on the board, um, just make sure you select him before that guy. Or if you know the guy behind you is, you know, looking after his free throws, then you know that you can take a value pick and then you'll get Drummond on the way back because he obviously fits a certain type of build um, with that huge negative in his free throw percentage. So um, keep that in mind when you're you're drafting, particularly on the turn when you've only got one or or maybe two people behind you. Okay, uh, let's move on. Give me another sleeper cow. All right, my next sleeper. Well, next sleeper was Drummond, but we'll move on, obviously. Yeah, so going okay. To my number 74, which Oy, is DeMar okay. DeRozan. Yes, okay, um, I agree with this one. Yeah, this is... DeMar DeRozan is, if you're punting threes, like one of the best people you can get in the mid-rounds. And for him to yeah. fall... He's ranked at 74. That's huge. He's, he's also someone 
that is very underestimated in terms of carrying a team in three throws. There's not yeah. many players you can get who can average high volume um, as well as a really good percentage. Yeah, that 100%. Demar DeRozan. Um, yeah. So I think um, I've got his stats up. He shoots what 6.63 throws a game, 5.6 he makes. So he's shooting 85%. So it's yeah. a big carry. I've had him on my team before, um, years past. And when, when you can carry three throws like that, it's a huge upside. And on top of that, he has the counting stats, 22, 5, and a half, five and a half. Yeah, so has a steal a game. Like, yes, his defense is kind of average. You don't get many things there. But look, maybe that's part of your punt as well. Like he, He's a very good player to focus your punt around. And yeah. as a guard, he's got an incredible field goal percentage because he doesn't shoot threes. Like he shot 53% from the field yeah. last season. I, I was about to ask you. Yeah. I was about to ask you if you knew that off, off by heart, but like I, I'm just looking at the stats right now and I was shocked. I was like, man, he shot 53% last year. That, that shocked me just now. Yeah, so that's that's actually, of all his categories, we, we know his free throws is good, but based on last year, that's actually his biggest contributing stat is the field goal percentage. Um, shooting that many, vo- that many attempts at that high percentage, that's a huge boost from a wing position. Um, and like you said, if you're punting um, threes, um, he actually comes out as a uh, the number 27th ranked player on last year's stats. So um, at 74, bang, there's like nearly 50 spots worth of value. So uh, yeah, definitely someone to keep an eye on if that suits your build. Um, and even if it doesn't, like we talked about earlier, you can get threes later in a draft. You know, draft a, a Davis Batan, someone who you know, is a big man, but gets threes instead of your, you don't have to have your wing players shooting threes. A lot of people get sort of stuck on, on that sort of thing. Yeah. Like when you're elite in two different categories and that being yeah. three throws and field goal, it's yeah. pretty awesome to just like, look at a team like, Oh, I need three throws right now. I'll get DeMar DeRozan in this game yeah. right now. It's, it's good to have that. And, and it's definitely pretty valuable to have that in the middle round. And if, if you're playing in a rotisserie league, he, he even gets a further jump because those percentages are just so rare to come by. Having elite in both those percentages is quite a rare thing to, to find in drafts. And not many players are good at that. Um, I'll move on to my second sleeper. And it is uh, from my my homegrown Celtics. It's it's probably one of my favorite sleepers in the whole draft. And I probably ruined it for myself <laughs> with the draft coming up this weekend. But it's Marcus Smart. Um, and I feel like I've been beating the drum on this podcast about Marcus Smart. And I feel like he just gets underrated everywhere. In real life, fantasy, from voters. But he's ranked at 94 on Yahoo. And that just that doesn't make any sense to me. Like I know he's not the most efficient scorer. Um I know his field goal percentage is is pretty bad, but just based on last year alone, Marcus Smart was the 62nd ranked player. So, are we expecting Marcus Smart to get worse? Are we like dropping 30 spots? Um, even if it was just the same, like pick him at pick 62, and there's your value. But no, Gordon Hayward has left the team. Marcus Smart is going to move into the starting lineup, and and I think his usage will increase. Um, his minutes will increase as well. Uh, so I just think as a slam dunk pick, if you're picking him at pick 94, you could potentially get 40 or 50 spots worth of value there. What are your thoughts on Marcus? Um, yeah, I like him as well. Uh, he's going to be really elite in steals and really good in threes um, while being pretty pretty reasonable in your turnovers. So And, and he fits a lot of builds. Like He's good at punt um, field goal. Um, you can punt rebounds with him. You can... Do, do a few things. His, his three throws don't hurt you either. doesn't shoot a high volume, but it doesn't really hurt you in a, in a lot of ways apart from the field yeah. goal. Um, it, I mean, he even gets point, half a block a game. I mean, for a point yeah. guard, that, those things do kind of add up. Um, so they, they do it, add up. It definitely does help. I I, I think 94 is a definitely underrated. 
Um, I yep. would probably be ranking him more in that 60. Pretty much like similar to what he put up last season. Um, surely he's got to yeah. do better than last season, right? Like he, he, 100%. He percent yeah. Jordan Haywood gone. He's going to step into that starting role. So, um, which I think is a great fit on that team as well. He's such a hustle player. I can see him averaging two steals mm. a game, which is elite in that category. So he's definitely a steal around, I'd say, 50 to 60 kind of ranges where I'd be drafting him. Yeah, um, yeah. Those those like small categories like steals and blocks, we can't emphasize enough how much like how valuable two steals a game is. It's the same as like a player averaging thirty points a game, basically in in that statistical category. Because it's it's the the small differences um, can make a huge difference to the player's value. So getting two steals a game is is truly elite, and not many players can do it. So um, definitely someone who I will be looking to target uh, towards the end of the middle rounds. Um, if I can get him at a good price. All right, let's move on to your third sleeper, Cal. All right, my third sleeper is um, Larry Markinen. And I just, I just think that 77, the ceiling that this man has is um, yep. it's a lot higher than that. that. That's all I'll say. He could be like third round kind of value. And he's mm. ranked 77 here. He had a terrible year. It was, it was injury plagued, yes. But he's still young. He can bounce back. He's athletic. He can hit that three. Um, he doesn't really hurt you a whole lot. Um, his field goal, yeah, could improve, but that's because he hits a lot of threes, and it's not too bad anyway. Um, I think he'll be elite in threes. He'll get your points. He'll get your rebounds. He'll get you the old one steal, one block kind of thing. Um, he'll be really good on turnovers, I think, as well, because he's not really going to pass the ball much. So he's one of those players who who there's a lot of benefit there, and as I said, the ceiling is through the roof for this man. He could be third-round value, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, look, I'm going to say one thing for Larry Markin, and that is he's got a different coach. And um, their coach last year was not a good coach. And I don't think, (laughs) especially when it comes to fantasy, I don't think he helps Larry Markin's play. He was very um, harsh on him, um, subbed him really quickly whenever he would do something poor, uh, and got off to a lot of slow starts, um, particularly in the start of the season. So he was a frustrating... I had him on my team last year. I I think I drafted him in in the fourth round last year, expecting um, some good returns, sort of like a a Dirk Nowitzki-esque kind of build. You know, lots of threes, some decent rebounds and scoring from a from a big guy with good percentages so um didn't happen um but I, I agree with you i think he can he can have a bounce back kind of year um where would you be comfortable drafting him what do you say his rank was he's 77 is yep. where he's currently ranked yep um i'd probably anything around the 60 i'd, I'd be happy taking him yep um, yeah okay reach for him at a 50 mark that's a bit of a stretch but in the 60s which is a, a round ahead. Like, you're getting him kind of in that yeah. fifth to sixth round. Yeah. I think you're doing pretty well. Um, so, a fifth yep. to sixth rounder. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. With with these sleepers, like, I might throw it over to you, Cal, and you might say, oh, yeah, I think he'll be a top 50 player. But you don't you don't want to draft him at, like, say, pick 50 because then you're, you're just capping your upside because then if he is the 50th player, you've got no value. So you don't want to be drafting these guys where you think they're going to be. You want to get them at a discount. And if someone else gets them before you high, like, you know, at the spot that you think they are, then so what? You, you haven't lost out on any value. But um, so just be careful when we do talk about these sleepers. Don't to reach too far because then you're just a eliminating value for yourself and um, you probably could have maybe got them in a round or two and that's when you start to to, to win your league so yeah, um, just keep the only exception to that would be if the, per- the person was such a perfect fit for you yeah yeah so you, I can totally see someone is snatching DeMar DeRozan in say like the fourth round if he's just kind of like dude I'm punting threes and I'm punting yeah. um, like steals he's yeah. perfect for perfect yeah. 
So yeah. that's the only reason you, you would really go ahead of that. Yeah, and if and, and especially like you were saying before, if you're drafting close to the turn, that reaching factor becomes even more important. So, all right, um, we'll move on to. I think I'm up to my what is this? My third sleeper. Uh, yep. So my third sleeper is um, Christian Wood uh, of the yeah, Houston okay. Rockets. Um, now this one, it, his rank on Yahoo is 62. Look, his ceiling. Um, we know at the end of last year when he was playing on the Detroit Pistons when they had no one left basically and he was just putting up buckets uh, he was a top 20 ranked player uh, when he was just going absolutely crazy I don't think he's getting there uh, I'm, not th- I'm not expecting him to go that high um, but on a Rockets team where they're literally only other big guys DeMarcus Cousins their only power forward is PJ Tucker they've got literally three guys in that power forward and center position I think he's clearly the starting center there Um, and I think when you're working alongside players like Russell Westbrook James Harden there's lots of easy buckets to be made Um, you're going to be grobbling up all the well uh, maybe not all the rebounds Westbrook might come in and try to steal a few off you but he's going to have great percentages he's going to shoot some threes He'll, he'll get close to a steal and a block a game, um, so it won't negatively hurt you there. Um, but I think at pick 62, I think you, you've got a lot of upside. And let's say Russell Westbrook gets traded or Harden or even both gets traded, then Christian Wood's just going to go absolutely bananas. So I don't see him going any lower than that, and I see a huge upside. So um, I'd be happy drafting him inside the top 50. Yeah, okay. Um, I kind of thought I saw him at 60. And the, I'll say some negatives for him is he has to share the ball with Westbrook and James Harden. And yes, he'd put up top 20 value on a terrible Pistons team who was kind of led by like... Who, who led them? In, like, did D-Rose lead them for a while? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, think Derek Rose did, yeah. Yeah, it was not an offensive team. So they ran it through no. him a lot. And that's not going to be as much of the case in Houston. But he'll still have that rim running. He'll still... It's still going to be a fast offense. Um, yeah. So... I, I can still... Have, yeah, I can still uh, see him putting 50, up like. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's got like like I said, it's a high upside pick with not too much downside. Like I don't expect Demarcus Cousins coming out here and playing thirty minutes a night after he's done his ACL, done his Achilles, tore his quad. You know, he's like a big dude. He's not very mobile. Um, I just I don't see it happening at all. And look, I could be wrong, but I, I really don't expect to be in in that scenario. So uh, I think. 62 was his absolute floor, and it's only upside from there. So uh, that's why I'm, I'm considering him a sleeper this year. All right, we'll, we'll throw it back over to you. You've got two more each. Who is your fourth sleeper? Um, so my next sleeper, I'll go with Al Horford, who's ranked at 100. Okay, and I like it. He's playing for OKC. And yep. He'll be their starting center. He's still a good player. He was just on a, a team that did not kind of fit his strengths at all. Mm-hmm. And we know exactly what Sam Presley wants to do. He just wants to... He's going to do the exact same thing he did with Chris Paul. He'll bring him in, try and buff his stats, make him look good, and then try and trade him. So mm. I guess, look, to some degree, yes, the downside could be he could be traded at the trade deadline. I wouldn't be hugely surprised if that does happen. But he's still going to put up better stats than he was putting up last season. And, and even last season, he was putting up um, 12, 7, 4 assists, that kind of one steal, one block... Um, so Three and he a doesn't half. really hurt you at all. He's just yeah. like an all-rounder, um, fills the categories, and I, I honestly, to see seeing a lot of those things go up, like I can easily see him average like maybe 14, 8, and 5, which is yeah. pretty damn good for somebody who's ranked at 100. So Look, I'd be happy to reach at, say, even in the 70s um, for Al Horford. Yeah, look, um, 
we all agree he had a, had a bad year last year. He, he was playing out of position next to Joel Embiid. Um, do you want to have a guess at his rank last year? Uh, Just well, he, didn't a, go, he didn't play a whole lot, did he? Have his a rank guess at his year, rank. It would have been like 130 or something, probably. Higher. He, he was ranked 68 last year. Oh, what? <laughs> 68, yeah. Uh, because, like you said, he just hurts you nowhere. Like, his worst mm. stat is his points. He obviously scores 12 points a game. But um, he's a positive in literally nearly every other stat except for uh, field goal percentage, um, and which I expect. Yeah, okay, so... Even when he was playing on Philadelphia with Joel Embiid, he was ranked 68. Now, I've got turnovers still switched on, so if I switch that off, he would drop um, some spots. Um, but, you know, at pick 100, are we expecting him to be worse than he was last year? Like, that just makes no sense to me. So I, I totally agree with your pick there. Um, and, and like I said, I'm happy to select him, it, it, like, closer to pick 70 than pick 100. Um, and he could even he could even be the 50th ranked best ranked player uh, in a team that literally has no one outside of Shea Gilders Alexander that can score the basket or create any sort of offense. So, um, and Shea likes to work a bit off ball as well. Yeah. I think that's what they'll play the L strength, the average four assists. There's no reason he can't do that or better this season. Yeah, he, he could go up to as high as like five, five and a half assists. He's done it before. He's in Boston. He's averaged five assists plus. Um, so yeah, I can definitely see those those going going back up. Rebounds should start to rise again, uh, being the only big guy on that team. So uh, I, I like your pick there. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll heading back over. My next guy is Jeremy Grant. He's the next sleeper for me. Um, ranked 117th on Yahoo. Um, he, he signed a big contract this offseason, Cal. Um, he's gonna make his money. Uh, he's making his money. Um, and and you know what? Apparently, and I cannot confirm this, but I've heard rumors that. Denver offered him the same amount of money to stay in in their team at the Nuggets, um, but he wanted to go to Detroit because they had promised him a feature number one role. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was offered sixty million to join the Detroit Pistons or the Denver Nuggets, I'm picking the Nuggets <laughs> ten times out of ten. <laughs> so they must have really sold him on the fact that he's going to be the number one dude. He's going to get the ball a lot. So um, there is no way I see him um, falling below 117, and, and I would comfortably be able to draft him uh, closer to pick 80. Really, um, he's he'll get you close to a steal and a block a game. Should get you a, a, a three and a half or, or, or so solid rebounds, solid points, um, and. And decent percentages as well, so uh, won't get you a lot of assists, uh, and maybe his free throw percentages not too flash, but uh, otherwise should be a pretty solid all-round contributor uh, with a decent upside. Yeah, I think that's totally fair enough. Um, One seventeen is way too low for him. Way too he's low. He's going to be the starting. Um, if he's, I don't know if he's small forward or power forward, but he's. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He'll get minutes. Um, he can play defense as well. I can see him getting that. You know. One and a half steals, one block a game. That, yeah. that stuff does add up. He'll get your one and a half threes. Yeah. He'll, he'll get the rebound. He's not gonna really going to hurt you a whole lot, maybe in the percentage, like field goal and the three throw. But otherwise, his counting stats will be really good. Um, and, and I'd be comfortable drafting around the 80 area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're both seeing pretty pretty out of there. So, um, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll throw it back up to you for your last sleeper of the day. Right, last sleeper. Um, we did mention him last time because I think he was a huge winner from the trades. Yeah. Josh Richardson. Oi, okay. 122nd yep. yep. is where Yahoo has him ranked, which is pretty outrageous. Um, what he averaged? He averaged 14, 3, and 3 with like your 1 and 1. Pretty bad. That probably would rank you at about the 120. But now he's playing with 
Luka Doncic and historically the best offense of all time last season. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a perfect fit in that team. Yeah. Like, he went from, like, a terrible fit. Well, it's a terribly kind of combination of players to begin with yeah. that just didn't work. And the talents. And to the best offense. He's going to get a reasonable... Who might even be the number three option. It'll be him and Tim Hardaway um, at that option. He'll, he'll be the lead defender. So, he'll, yeah. he'll get a lot more steals um, yeah. in the game than point nine. I, I can see him having one and a half. Um, and he can also get a bit of bit of on-ball action um, when Luca's off the court as well. I can see his, him easily averaging kind of like a 16, 5, 4, with like one and a half steals, um, close to a block a game as well. Yeah. And um, he's only really going to hurt you on, on your field goal, but that's what you get with players who shoot a fair few amount of threes. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't shoot a whole lot anyway, so it's not going to hurt you that much with that regard. So there's a lot of bonuses there. 122 is way too low. He's a, he's a starting small forward. He's a very good starting small forward, and he should be going really in that 80 kind of areas or 80, 90. Um, yeah. So Jay Rich. I love it. Look, if we go back to just two seasons ago, so in his last two seasons in Miami before he went to Philadelphia, he was in the 17-18 season, he was ranked 53, and in the 18-19 season, he was ranked 67. And then he's ballooned out to 145 last year because, like you said, that fit was just awful. You know, his minutes per game dropped, his uh, shooting percentage went down, his usage went down. Um, he's He's been a player that's averaged um, nearly uh, 0.9 blocks and a steal and a half a game. Uh, he's the kind of rare guard that can get you a lot of block shots um, as well as hitting threes and getting steals, um, which is a rare combination to get and something really valuable in fantasy. Um, so uh, 100% agree. If, if his ceiling is, you know, if everything goes right, top 50, like you said, probably I'd, I'd rather be drafting him sort of close to that 90, 90 sort of range. So there, there's 30, 30 sort of spots of value there um, for Josh Richardson. And if you can get about 120, like that's – you're not risking anything, you know. If he sucks, he sucks. That's all good. But, you know, I think there's heaps of upside there for, for him at that rank. Um, yeah, cool. I've got one more one more sleeper for you. And it's, uh, it's well, I won't say it's a homer pick. It used to be a homer pick. but And we've talked about him in the past, but it's Gordon Hayward. Um, yeah. Gordon Hayward at pick 87. Uh, I don't know how he's going to do worse than last year. Last year, he was a 49th ranked player. Um, how was he dropping 40 spots to 87 when he's now the number one option? Look, I know there's a risk in terms of his injury, but but even in saying that, his most recent injuries haven't been the same reoccurring injury. They've been sort of freak random sort of things. Um, he gets a bit unlucky. So I, I can really see the fortunes turning around for Gordon Hayward uh, moving on. Look, I would be comfortable drafting him where he was ranked last year just to take into a, a bit of that risk um, with the expectation that he's going to do better. Uh, being ranked 49th last year, I expect him to be closer to that you know, top 40 sort of zone. So, you know, thereabouts. Um, I can see him averaging 20 points a game, increasing his assists, increasing his threes. Um, there's no real centers on that team, so he's going to get some more rebounds, I believe. Um, so... I can see him having a really, really good year this year, uh, provided he can stay healthy. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I, I totally agree. He was on my list as well. Um, we touched on him last time. He's one yeah. of the biggest winners fantasy-wise from um, yeah. the offseason. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah, I'm buying and stock. It's, I'd love it's, him on my, on my team. 
it's hard to get a twenty points a twenty points per game score outside of the top fifty. Like it's it's just really hard to do. And if you do, you're usually sacrificing something. You know, if you're grabbing a Colin Sexton or an Andrew Wiggins, like they don't really do anything else um, except for score. Whereas Gordon Hayward, I think, has a chance to be a twenty points per game scorer and also have good percentages, threes, assists, uh, low turnovers. So um, something that I think is very valuable um, to, to get later in the draft. So. That will do it for our sleepers today. Um, so lots of us to talk there. All right, we are talking busts now. So we are going on to um, players who are ranked too high, and if you pick them at where they're ranked, you are going to be in a world of hurt. Now, this does not mean you don't draft them. At some point, you will want to draft these players if they slide very far away. But um, we're just saying that at this rank, you are in for a world of hurt. So I'm going to let you start off, Cal. Um, who have you got on your bust list? My first bust, um, I'm going to make some people mad, is going to be John Collins. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but it's just yep. like, I'm not going to draft this man in my first round. No. I much prefer someone who's a lot more reliable with a much more reliable roster where I know what he's doing. I don't know what his fit is with this team. How can you draft someone at number one if yep. you don't know how he fits in with the team? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. There's been so much bad news or bad just like chatter about John Collins, even in just like this trade period and free agency that makes me really nervous. And, and they've the Hawks have gone out and added some talent, man. Like they're, they're going to be a decent team next year. And um, yeah, John Collins, I know Jermaine loved him. now, And this was before free agency. So we'll, we'll give him, we'll cut him some slack. They have added some players and maybe his opinions changed. But he's ranked, what is he, ranked 13th on, on Yahoo? He's ranked, um, yeah, 13th. Yeah, fuck. 13th. I'm, not, I'm not taking him a pick 13. I think, no. like, yeah, I, I don't see him averaging anywhere near the amount of points that he had last year. I think his blocks are going to go down with Capella there. I think his rebounds could go down if he's playing more four. Um and I just, yeah, there's so many mouths to feed now there at Atlanta. I just, I don't like John Collins there. So, and, and those, those drops in those stats are going to shoot him way down because it's very competitive at the top of the draft there. Um, and even just a small decrease can send you back one or two rounds quite comfortably. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I don't see him averaging 22 and 10. Um, no. I think he had a pretty good season in terms of his blocks as well. So, yeah, that's going to come down. The, the one big thing for him is his field goal. Yeah, and I just I don't do you see, do you see him averaging fifteen field goal attempts a game again? No, no way, no way. So it's not going to be as as um, valuable as it was previously as well. So yeah, I yeah look I don't want to buy him. If you can get him like if he falls to a late second round, I'd even still be questioning it. If yeah. I get him in the third round, maybe I'd, I'd look at getting him. So He's a third. Yeah, he's a third rounder for me. I, I, don't, I don't want him in, inside the top 25, basically. Um, outside of there, I start considering him because he's still a, a decent player, but there's just a lot of downside there with um, with not too much upside, in my opinion. I don't think he can... He, I definitely can't improve on last year, so I don't know why they're ranking him so high <laughs> over on Yahoo there. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to move on to my bus, and I pumped up my boys, my Celtics, in the first uh, section with the sleepers. I'm now going to I'm going to be honest, and Kemba Walker is my number one bust uh, for this year. Um, he is ranked number 26, and look, Kemba, there's not been good news. There's not been good news coming out of uh, Kemba's camp recently. His knees are messed up. Uh, apparently he's uh, may not even make the start of the season he might not be healthy for the start of the season they might be resting him to start the season Um, and even when he was healthy last year well he wasn't super healthy last year but he wasn't the reports weren't as bad as they are now um, 
he was nowhere near this rank last year. I'll quickly get him up what he was last year, but I just don't see Kemba at this age. He's on the wrong side of, of 30 now. Um, I'll, say, I'll say the notes they have on, uh, on Fantasy right now. It says yeah. his availability um, will reportedly be updated the first week of January. I mean, oh. he'll miss the start of the season. That's yeah. what they're saying right now. So, so obviously, look, maybe these rankings are made before that range. But even even if he was healthy, I think this is way too high for him. He was the 45th ranked player last year. Um, and I think that Tatum's taking a step forward. Jalen Brown's taking a step forward. Um, they've signed a better backup in Jeff Teague, who will get more minutes compared to Wanamaker last year. Um, and look, and even when he's healthy, he doesn't get steals. Um, he's a low rebound player. Uh, field goal percentage has always been poor. Um, so I just, I, I don't like him. I'm not taking him inside the top 50 personally yeah I totally agree 26 is way too high way too high he, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a down year I think like yep. the injuries thing's been out for a while now in the playoffs I know they played a lot of defense around him and such yeah. like that boxing one but he was he was pretty bad in the playoffs to be honest yep. he was not good and Tatum I think this is gonna be his season he's gonna take a big step forward I can see him putting up like 28 a night and um, it's just going to eat into Kemba's kind of, uh, kind of numbers as well. 28 at night with Tatum. Jeez. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> loving the sound of that, Cal. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so Kemba Walker is my number one bust. Do not draft him uh, at 26. You'll be, you'll be in for a world of hurt. And stay on top of the injury news because, um, yeah, January, that's, that's a, the first month of the season. He's gone. So, and that's just to be reevaluated. So it could be longer. Um, so yeah. let, him, let him slide in your drafts. All right, who's your next bust? All right, my next bust is uh, number 23, Michael Jordan, number 23, uh, Zion Williamson. Yep. <laughs> That's it. There's the shirt that's behind you. Yeah. Number one from Duke. Um, I am not going to draft him at 23. It's too high. No. But there's too much risk. I mean, y- yes, I think the ceiling would be around that high 20s. Yes. I reckon it could be so good in a um, field goal. would be like his one big drawing cut. Field goal. Um, and then I guess the counting stats on steals and blocks if he gets enough minutes. Uh, but he's going to hurt you in three throws. He doesn't shoot threes. Um, so even just with those two aspects, I feel like you're kind of forced into some kind of punt. Um, um, what you could do, you could go for the full punt in those areas, but you're, you're just limited with what he can do there. Um, his upside, I think, would be around that 23 range. And everyone's like on the hype train. Let's go Zion. He's going to rest games. They're going to play it safe. Dude, I don't think the Pellies are... Um, a playoff team this season. Um, they got rid of Drew Holiday. That is going to see what fits around Zion this season and then try and make a push in two or three years from now for the playoffs. Um, that's my opinion. I think it's a reach. I'd, I'd be yeah. comfortable drafting him maybe in the fourth round, not in the second. He's, he is a tough one to sort of get your gauge on because he's got – he does. He has such a high upside. If everything goes right, he, he could – be the 23rd best player but like we said before when you if you're drafting at 23 there is nothing but downside there's nothing but you just getting hurt and if he's 23 then you know you've got the 23rd best player um so last year if we even if we punted his worst category free throw percentage and then turnovers was one of his poor categories as well um He's only, he's still only the 61st ranked player. So I think if you're drafting him, you're 100% um, punting free throws because he's taken seven and a half a game. And it's the, um, it's the steals and blocks to me that has to improve for him to actually get higher than this. Um, he has the capability of doing it. In college, he was an elite steals guy and an elite block guy. Um, 
which which is why I drafted him as high as I did last year on his rookie season. I think I got him close to pick 40 or, or maybe, yeah, 45 or something like that. Um, and it hurt. Um, <laughs> and we haven't even mentioned his injury history. Like, like this man, yeah, um, you know, sure. they're going to be super cautious with him. We've seen it in the past, like in the bubble, he had no injuries and they're still just resting him. So um, I think you're just you're asking for a bit of pain there. Um I'm not quite sure where I would draft him. I think, what did you say, in the 40s? I said the four, fourth round. So Yeah, like yeah, closer to 50? Yeah, yeah, closer to 50. 50. I think I'm even maybe a little bit further back. I think, yeah, after pick 50, I'd, I'd start considering it. Um, yeah, probably probably closer to like that 50, 55 sort of zone. Uh, and again, depending on your, on your build. If, if I'm a punt free throws guy, then I start to look at him. But if I'm not... He's just got a cross next to him for me because um, that free throws is too too painful to stomach with not too much else to sort of make it worthwhile. Um, yeah. So definitely a bust there. Um, I, that was my next one. So I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I'm going to touch on another guy who uh, I think we, we spoke about briefly before recording. Um, uh, John Wall is my next bust at, at pick 50. Um, I think you were saying before that you're looking at some highlights and all. Oh, he looks pretty good, and he's oh, he was he's, good, he was playing like a four and four. I think it was James Harden or whatever. He was looking explosive. He was dunking, yep. just yep. like the old John Wall. Um, yeah. So <laughs> if I hadn't I, seen that previous to this, I would have been like, oh, absolute bust. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, but, there's a bit of hype behind him now. I don't know. Dude. And I, look, there'll be someone like you in every single draft. <laughs> <laughs> who are just like they're keen to see him play he's going to be the same John Wall um, and that's just not going to happen I, I, I really don't think it. they're already talking about him resting back to backs then monitoring his limits um, this is Bradley, T- Bradley Beal's team now as well so a lot's changed since John Wall was the, the go-to guy on the, on the Wizards and um I just I don't see him having that upside at pick 50 even if he was playing every single game I'm, I'm just worried about you know like Bradley Beal's taken a few of those assists off him. He's taken the points off him. And those were his two biggest categories when he was healthy. And even now, he's he's a player that relies on athleticism. Look, his, he might look good in a, in a 1v0 or in a highlight tape. But when it comes to NBA action, I just worried about that. Those are some serious injuries that he's had. And um, the, the talk of rest uh, scares me away enough to not want to draft him until sort of the late middle rounds. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair enough. He's gonna like he's gonna be great in assists once he does get on the court, but um his field goal's always been a bit dodgy, and now they're saying he's got a three point shot, so he's gonna start throwing those up, which might not work out for him. Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty risky. I wouldn't even want to really touch him until seventy. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm even more risk adverse at that. I, I think I'm outside top ninety here. I I, I don't know. I just I, I don't like especially. Well, it's been two. It's been two years, or even longer. It's been it's been a it's long been time since we John Wall. He did his knee, and then yeah. when he was rehabbing, he fell over and tore his Achilles. So it was like back to back. No, those those are killer injuries, man. So yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not touching him. Um, he won't fall to me in any drafts. Well, well, you know, in saying that, who knows? If he's there, at pick a hundred or pick ninety, go for it. Swing, swing, take your shot. You, you might get something good. Um, but at pick fifty, you're just asking for pain there. Um, Cool. Um, so I'll throw it back over to you, Cal. Who's your next bust? My next bust, um, number 47, who out of my team last season, Mitchell Robinson. Oh, yeah, okay. I think, that's, I think that's way too high for Mitchell Robinson. I'm sorry, but 47, yep. no. Um, he can't stand the court he always gets in foul trouble. And with Tom Thibodeau, I don't even know if Tom Thibodeau is going to like him a whole lot, to be honest. Yeah. There's so many bigs in New York. Um, 
47 is way too high. That's that's like your fourth, fifth round pick. Um, I'd be waiting until I picked him up at 80 last season, so around mm. that, and um, he was, I think he was ranked 18th last season. So everyone knew um, not to get that guy from our draft yeah. anyway last yeah. season. But I think he'll be putting up similar stats as to last season, which but- is around that kind of. You might have it in front of you now, but it's probably around that 80 to 90 value. He's good in blocks, doesn't do anything else really. The field goal is great, yeah, but he barely shoots anything. So yeah. it doesn't help you a whole lot. Um, look, he is he is good in, because he's so good in, in field goal percentage, like 74%, I think you pointed out before, the best ever. Um, best ever. Like, <laughs> he is, he, he does, he's a big boom in that category. So it's, it's um, it it's is something to, to work on. field goal That's the thing. Like, it's not yeah. a high goal. So it's t- it's just, it could be beefed up. It's like, oh yeah, sick. But it's just like he's not taking a lot of shots. Yeah, that, I mean that's true. Like he's he's not as good as someone like a um, uh, who's an example, like a Zion Williamson, who, who who would boost your your field goal percentage more. It's still good, uh, but his blocks is his biggest category, um, and two blocks a game. Uh, the minutes is the thing. Will he play minutes? Um, and it's just it's so hard. It's what it's it's foul trouble and uh, New York, man. I, I just I never liked <laughs> <laughs> drafting players from New York. You just never know what you're going to get. Like the, the rotation is a mess. Look, maybe this year under Tibbs we get some some people playing 38 minutes a game. You know, like he does. So look, if if Tibbs likes him, it it could work out. I just I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm more bullish on him this year than I was last year. Um, so, but yeah, like you said, what do you say? 47th? That's where he's ranked, yeah. Yeah, no, not a 47. I, 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 I'd want to take a pick outside the top, oh, closer to 60, I think, would be would be where I'm going. And, and only really, and again, oh, you it's... Haven't, dude. I'll let you yeah, have right. on the and, and like I said, it's only two categories. So if you want those two categories, then you get him. If you don't want those two categories, he's worthless to you. So um, he's really a specific type of player that will fit only certain builds. Um, so if you see him at your draft and, and someone takes him just before you, don't stress too much. Um, he, he could could be really bad. Um, so yeah, um, I think that's that's solid. That's a solid bus pick there. Um, I'll move on to my next one, and I may I may cop a lot of heat for this one. Um, pardon the pun, but it's it's Tyler Hero. <laughs> um, I just want everyone to just pump the brakes a little bit. Look, Tyler Hero was great in the playoffs. He's a walking he, bucket, dude. He's a bucket. We love him. He's a he's what did he <laughs> drop? Thirty six on the Celtics. Look, yeah. cool. Um, rank sixty six on Yahoo. Like. Chill out, guys. Let's let's. I think we've got the finals glasses, the playoff glasses on, and um, that's all. That's all we're thinking about. He he is nowhere near the 66th um, ranked player. Um, look, he might uh, get a few more minutes this year, but let's not forget they've got Jimmy Butler, they've got Goran Dragic, they've got Duncan Robinson, um, they've got players there who are going to take shots and, and and use the ball there. Um, Kendrick Nunn is still there. Like they've got these backcourt guys who are going to put up shots, and when your only value is points and threes. You want to be getting a lot of points and threes to be valuable in fantasy. And, and he just, he's not going to be able to do that on this team. I don't think this season. Um, and, and yeah, no steals, no blocks, uh, poor rebounding. There's just not a lot really to like for Tyler Hero, in my opinion. What are, you, what are your thoughts? I know you're a big Heat fan. Uh, look, I'm a big Heat fan. Um, you know, I'm, I love me some Tyler Hero. The man's a, he's a bucket, that's for sure. But yeah, look, 66 is too high for me. That's definitely yeah. too high. 
he, he's probably still going to play that six-man role off the bench. So he'll have some explosive games for sure. Don't get me wrong. He'll, he'll have heaps of games where he goes up for 30. And it'd be, mm. He could be a huge upside in one week. And another week, he could just like not really do what, anything. And it's going to hurt you a bit. So, What, what, what do you think is, he's going to average points-wise this year? Well, I'm, what did he average last season? Uh, last year, he was 13.5. There he is, yeah, 13.5. Two assists is pretty bad. I, I can see his assists going up. Um, yeah. I can see him averaging 15, 16 points. 16 look, points. Uh, look, even like 16 points, it's possible. I, I can see him averaging 16 points, maybe two and a half threes. I'm not really there with you on the assists. I don't think he is a creator of sorts. Um, so I, maybe that gets to three assists max in my opinion um, and then yeah the four rebounds poor poor field goal percentage zero steals zero blocks um, yeah I just I don't know I don't see the upside I, and, and especially at 66 look he'll probably be a top 100 player last year he was ranked 181 so you wouldn't even have him on your roster really um, he was if if not he was your last sort of guy but um, yeah look, he'll, he'll be top 100 ish I'd probably be comfortable drafting him around the 100 mark, but yeah, you just there's no value in picking him at 66. You've only got downside. Yeah, it's like uh, there's no counting stats at all on the on the defensive end. So yeah. he doesn't steal, he doesn't get a block, and and that can hurt you. Like if, you, if you're going to punt that stuff, you can look into get him getting him, I guess. But he's definitely not there for me. I'd be looking at definitely outside of top 100. I wouldn't even look at him until you get there's, to 100. There's lots of guys that will do exactly what he does that you can get later. Like a Tim Hardaway Jr. You could get, I think he's in like the 130s or something like that on Yahoo. So he will do the exact same thing that Tyler Hero does and you can get him bloody 60 picks later. So uh, there's no sense in drafting him at this spot. All right, let's, uh, you've got your fourth bus pick. Let me hear it. All right, my fourth bus. I'm going uh, to combine two together. Oh, okay. Um, so they're both they're both at eighty three and eighty six respectively. Okay, all right. And it's uh, Blake Griffin and Kevin Love. Oh, and all right. Both up because I think it's the same reason. I don't have any faith in them anymore. I think they're pretty washed up. They can't stay healthy. Um, they're both on giant contracts that are untradeable. Really, I don't see them really trading unless it's like expired. Um, they're gonna skip a lot of games. They're gonna be rested a lot of games. Both their teams are going nowhere, so I don't really understand the point of either of them playing, that they should just be tanking. Um, there's all those question marks. Um, it's, it's, too, it's too much for me to really have any confidence in either of them. They could have a few... Maybe one of them might have a good month. Um, okay. I can totally see that happening. They'll have a sick month, but over the course of the whole season, especially leading towards the playoff end, um, when that's when you want to be winning your games, obviously, I can see them just resting a bunch and really hurting you. And it's pissing me off. So I wanna, I'm just going to stay away from them. I'm going to let someone else take them. Fair someone enough. else go. Kevin Love and, and Blake Griffin. I don't, I don't want anything to do with them. I, I'll agree with one, and I, I will slightly disagree on another. Look, I don't want anything to do with Blake Griffin. You, you can piss off. I'll take him with my last pick if he's there um, at pick 160. But outside of that, I don't, I don't want him. Kevin Love, I, I could see me owning him. Look, if he, if he is there, what, did, what, what, did, what rank did you say he was? He's 86th. Look, 86, that's 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 not too bad a value. Like, last year he was ranked 56, you know. Like, I know yeah, like, he's an injury concern. Yeah, he played 56 games. And in a season, I think, how many games was there last season? It was only in the 60s, I thought. Um, look, he, that, he did uh, miss some games. Was it, was it 70? 70, 70 games. So, look, he... 70 something. 
well, they didn't make the bubble. We know that because, you know, it's the Cavs. But <laughs> um, look, so 56 games. So yeah, let's say he, yeah, he might have missed 10 or so games. I don't have the, the amount of games they played last year. It wasn't a huge chunk like Blake Griffin did. Um, so I'm more confident in Kevin Love than I am with Blake Griffin. Um, and I still think Kevin Love will do what he does. Like, he'll, like, obviously, the bigger concern for me is Andre Drummond coming onto the team and taking all his bloody rebounds and points. So. I think that's more of a concern to me than just like where he's at in his career. Um, so for that reason, I, I'd like to, I would select him maybe around that 90 to hundred mark personally. So I guess that doesn't qualify as a bust for me, but um, I could definitely see the red flags. And in a year, if, if you're worried about injuries and rests, that's condensed, um, then he's probably someone to, to bump down your draw, your, your boards a bit. Um, but yeah, Blake Griffin, don't draft him. Or if you do, make sure it's your last pick. Your last pick. Um, all right. Now, if you are going to lump two players together, I'm going to lump two players together. <laughs> and I've got two rookies. Um, Obi Toppin and Anthony Edwards. I think that, personally, I don't think you should draft either of these players um, if you're in a standard league. I don't think either of them are top 150 players. Look, the more I think about it, the more I think that Tom Thibodeau is not going to play Obi Toppin near enough to what he needs. I think he's going to ride his his vets. We know that he is, hasn't trusted to give rookies a lot of minutes in the past. Just because Obi Toppin's from New York, I don't think Tom Thibodeau is going to care. And, and Anthony Edwards, I just think there's too much going on on that team. And his biggest strength is his points. And I don't think he offers much else. So, And there's a lot of points to go around on that team. So I, I just don't see him contributing elsewhere to have enough value to um, be on a standard league roster, especially in the beginning of the season. Look, I feel Obi Toppin's ceiling, though, is 20 and 10. Really? That's this year? Ceiling. Yeah, why not? Nah, I'm not. I'm not buying it. I, I really don't think so. I think there's like a, a half a percent chance that happens. <laughs> I, I really I, not buying I, um, it. I draft Obi. I take him in the late rounds, though. My, either my yeah. second last or my last pick. So um, not not pick eighty five. Not pick eighty five. It'll okay. be one twenty ish kind of area for Obi. Okay. And Anthony Edwards. Look, maybe I get him my last pick. I don't know. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> He's, uh, he's yeah, not going to be look, a great fantasy player, I don't think. He's, he's, he's going like, to get some points, but the other counting stats is probably won't really be there. I don't think he's going to be elite defensively either, so he's probably going to yeah. have a few turnovers. He's still a rookie. Like, yeah, I, I don't think the, the positives to um, Anthony Edwards probably aren't, aren't as <laughs> glaring as the negatives. I think, look, either one of them, like if it's your last pick... Give it a shot. Why not? If they suck, just drop them, pick someone else up because that's what happens in fantasy drafts anyway. So I get that, but like they're both they're both in the like the eighth round or the seventh round in standard drafts in twelve team leagues. So there's there's still good players. Like we were talking about in our sleepers, Marcus Smart's there, Gordon Hayward's that ranked around the similar sort of range. Like these players are so much better, safer picks, higher upside, um, and just yeah, just. You had Josh Richardson at 122, 40 spots below these guys. So um, there's just so many other players that I would rather draft than these guys, and I just don't really see the upside personally. Um, so, yeah, they are my two rookie busts. Um, all right, we've got one more bust each. I'll head it, pass it over to you, Cal. Who's your last bust? Um, my last bust. Um, i got a few options I can choose from here. I'm going to say number 98. Okay. Um, Kevin um, Scherter. Yes, uh, good pick. At, yep. Yeah, Atlanta. 
he averaged 12 points, four rebounds, and four assists last season. Um, Cal, I believe it's pronounced Huerta. Huerta. <laughs> Apologies. Apologies for that. <laughs> I, could have, I could have totally butchered that, but... <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, he plays for Atlanta. They have so many... They're so deep now. They have heaps of good wings yeah. and a shooting guard. Um, the only person on that team who's, who's going to be reliable, I think, will be Trey Young. So yep. everyone else is a question mark. There's so much better players around that. Like in that 98, you can still be a good player. Like Al, Al Horford's at 100. Um, Schroeder's at 96. Um, Marcus Smart's at 94. Um, there, there's all these great players around that same area. And then you got Huerta, who I have no confidence in. And not to mention, he didn't. He played 31 minutes a game last season and only put up 12, 4, and 4. That's not yeah. good fantasy. And he was a hundred defensive stats either. And he was the hundred field goal. Yeah, he was the 110th ranked player last year, and somehow we think he's going to get better. Like, no. what are we doing here? What are we doing here, Yahoo? Like, yeah, he should that, he should not be drafted. That, drafted yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, that that makes zero sense to me. Um, that's just one of those like, it's like it's almost obvious, but but people who are, who are not familiar with his name might see him and go, oh, who's this guy? Oh, he's a redhead. Let, let's draft him. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like no, like like do not draft him at all unless you're in like a. I don't even know, like a 20-team deep league. Yeah, even then, what's the upside? Um, he, he would need injuries and a fair few injuries to be relevant at all. So, um, great pick on a bus there. Do not draft the uh, the fan of pants, Kevin Huerta. Uh, <laughs> all right, my, my, last, my last bus pick is uh, Yahoo ranked him at 67, and it's it's our boy, uh, Aaron Gordon. Um, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Maybe, maybe Obi Toppin the first. <laughs> uh, these type of players, I just, I just hate. Like ranked sixty-seven. What, what are we doing here, Yahoo? Like, do, do you know who Aaron Gordon is? Uh, look, I know what they're doing. I actually do know what they're doing. They're thinking Jonathan Isaac's injured, so I don't know. He's more, more shots, but do, like, do you know how many, how many shots? Jonathan Isaac took last year like not many he, he wasn't a big usage guy so like all that's going to happen is Terrence Ross is going to come into the starting lineup and he's just going to take Jonathan Isaac shots um, and even if you give more shots to Aaron Gordon like what does this guy do he's one time in his career and in the 17-18 season his best ever season in fantasy um, he was ranked 65 and that was that was now two seasons ago or, or will be three seasons ago once this this um, season starts so his very very best is where Yahoo has him ranked um, and I just I just hate it like why why are we doing this he, he doesn't put up any steals any any blocks his poor percentages both field goal and free throws um, shoots just over a three a game I just yeah uh, has health issues uh, struggles to, to sort of string together full season so at pick 67 you just you just pissing away your pick if you pick him at, uh, at that spot yeah, like he's one of those players who he can kind of have good weeks though, um, and and he can put up like that fiftieth kind of value. Because I've I haven't before, and there'll be a week where he's like he's like putting up like fifty value, and the next week we'll put up like a hundred and something. One hundred and eighty, like, yeah. Yeah, he, he was, he's a tricky player to own, um, but as you said, he's he's too high there. He's not reliable enough at that pick. Yeah. He's so much better players. 
um, around in, in that 60s kind of region. Oh, 100%. Um, much more comfortable getting someone like a DeRozan. I was I was just about to say, DeRozan at 7-4 versus an Aragorn at 67. I don't know who I'm picking. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you know, you've got players like Miles Turner, even like someone like a Hassan Whiteside's got some upside. You've got, you know, Clint Capella, Kelly Oubre, Christian Wood, all these players around his around his ranking that I would much rather take. Um so yeah, he, he is my final bust of the day. So, alrighty. Well, thanks for watching, guys. Um, good luck to all of those drafting out there this weekend, uh, and to all the uh, the ball boys drafting as well. Um, hopefully, we'll know at what point we're picking in the next couple of days. Um, where, where do you, where are you hoping for, Cal? I'm hoping, I'm hoping maybe like a seventh pick. I'd be super happy with. Um, unfortunately, I think I'm going to be stuck with a choice of eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Um, I might have I might have a pick at number one pick because that's not the best pick either. Yeah. So I'm pr- I'm kind of down. I've, having that eight selection at a pick is uh, not amazing. I know you've done pretty well for yourself. So. Yeah. So I I pulled the fourth selection. So uh, I'm just hoping one of those top three spots is going to be there. So and and someone. They, they go there which I think I think I think we'll oh maybe I don't want one maybe maybe I'll go back but uh, two or three I'm pretty happy with um, and then we'll see how we go from there but um, get to those mock drafts everyone um, if you are listening on YouTube hit the subscribe button if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify make sure you uh, give us a rating subscribe to the podcast um, and let your friends know uh, in saying that we'll catch you guys later bye bye